Much ink has been spilled over the issue and tragedy of the untimely deaths of Arna Cohen's two oldest sons, Nadav and Avihu. What exactly was the sin they committed that triggered their early deaths? Perhaps it was a confluence of Averos. Multiple suggestions are already recorded in the Gemara. But even regardless of their Avera, whatever it was or whatever they were, there seems to be a consensus that Nadav and Avihu were holy, righteous individuals, people who can be described as those who are super close to Hashem. This is in fact what Moshe Rabbeinu told Aaron immediately after the death of his sons, that this is what Hashem meant when he earlier told me, that through those who are close to me, I will become sanctified. And it really makes us wonder, what is the root, the underlying problem with the action of Nadav and Avihu when they went in before Hashem, offered their their Keturas, their Eish Zara, unauthorized? What is the root to what they had done wrong? Right, Whether it had something to do with the imbibing of intoxicants, maybe something to do with their marital status, or issuing a halachic ruling in front of their rebellion. There are many different possibilities of what we can learn from the mistake of Nazif and Avihu. But considering that they were on such a high level, a level that Moshe Rabbeinu seems to admit that even he and Aaron could not themselves parallel, that Nazif and Avihu were higher than anyone else. So what is the hallmark of their particular, their, their level, their madrega, and what exactly is the root to their ultimate downfall, their deaths at this particular time? And while, again, there's perhaps many things we could learn, and you might suggest on a surface level the basic explanation for their deaths is that they simply went against the will of Hashem, they violated an open command not to bring um, an Eshazara before Hashem, but perhaps something more fundamental, something that can speak to the balance that we try to strike, especially at this time of the year during Sphere Omer. It comes down to the point of that which we are supposed to strike in the balance of Avas Hashem and Yiras Hashem. Because you see, Nadav and Avihu, they had incredible Ahava for Hashem. It did not you know, it was not the result of pure arrogance that they went in before Hashem to offer their avoda, but it came out of this love, this yearning, exactly, precisely to be close to Hashem. That's exactly what they were going for. But the problem was that Hashem is not just Avinu, Hashem is also Malkeinu, where there is incredible ava, and perhaps a level of ava that maybe Moshe and Aaron themselves did not reach. There has to also be uh, a parallel amount of yira. Ava has to be tapered by yira. No differently than chesed has to be tapered by gvura. You need a balance. You need the confluence of the two. So you cannot just have ava without boundaries. Because when you're dealing with not just avinu but malkeinu, there is a place, where there's a line that you cannot cross. In this vein, it's really fascinating to note that in Pirkei Avos, in the first parak and the third Mishnah, we have the teaching of Antigonus Ish Soho. He accepted tradition from Shimon Atzantik, and he said the famous line, right? Don't be like a servant who serves his master of, on the condition that he's going to receive reward. Right? That's the, the, the famous part of the Mishnah that we all know. But the ending is very fascinating. Says the Mishnah, 
and the awe, the fear of heaven should be upon you. Now we might have thought that the basic explanation of this Mishnah is that we don't serve Hashem for a reward, but we do it out of our Ahava for Hashem. That the Ahava of Hashem should be upon us. But the Mishnah signs off that the Mora Shemaim should be Aleichem, should be upon you. You look at the Mepharshim, Ravavadi Mibartanura, Rabbeinu they say a similar explanation. Starting with the Bartanura, Avo Pishato Vedmi Ava. Even though, yes, of course you should serve Hashem with Ava, Avod Gam Kain Miira. says that a person also needs to serve Hashem with Yira. A similar vein you see in their Benu Yonah, Lavod Es Hashem Meira Ume Ava. You need to serve Hashem with both Yira and Ava. Kevet Shaoved Rabo Mipnegidu Lasso, Umala Adaita Shiachola Onsho, Benimsa Misham Sho Meira. Right, that a person has to serve Hashem with both aspects. Of course, don't do it shalom l'shma. Serve Hashem l'shma. Do it with your absolute love for Him. But don't ever forget that you need the mor shemayim aleichem. Don't ever forget that there are boundaries in your service of Hashem. There are boundaries in your relationships with Hashem. This is true for all relationships. That every relationship needs the balance, yes, of Ava, whether it's a marital relationship or a relationship between a Talmud and a Rebbe. It does not come without both Ahava and Yira. Without the boundary of Yira, then there are no boundaries. Without the Yira, there is no respect, there is no awe. And without that, then basically there is no holds barred, anything can really go. In general, it's easy to see the Mila in loving someone with no bounds. But I would say that the truest, healthiest relationship is one that is, in fact, tapered. It's an Ahava that maybe... Where the Ahava stands by itself, yes, it's a love that knows no bounds, but there has to be a Yira that says, yeah, but we draw the line right here. And with the proper balance of Ahava and Yira, we should be able to serve Hashem with both love and awe of our Creator, of Avinu and Malkeinu, and we should always make Him proud, yearning and endeavoring to get close, but never to step beyond our boundary.